You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Tretter and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Tyler McCall, a Brooklyn-based freelance writer and editor and self-described Gossip Girl superfan. Tyler grew up in Florida where her childhood hobbies included reading all of the American Girl historic books, and making clothes for her dolls. Tyler had quite the collection of historic dolls and also loved pouring over the catalog whenever she could. We are so excited to chat with her today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk about American Girl. We are so excited to talk about American Girl with you. And I know we're going to get into it, but there's there's quite a collection that we're going to be able to <laughs> yeah. break down here. So I think we're just really excited to hear about, yeah, the role American Girl played in your life. Yeah, I have a big family. My dad was one of seven brothers. And so um, and he's the second youngest. So I have a lot of older cousins and they had American Girl dolls. So I obviously from a very young age was like, I don't know what these are, but I want them and kind of just became obsessed very young. That's a great entryway into (laughs) American Girl. I feel like older cousins were the influencer marketing of American Girl (laughs) in the 90s. Absolutely. (laughs) Right? Seriously. Now, Tyler, we have been connected for many years now through work as you are an esteemed writer. And I work over on the PR side of things. And I had seen a story that you wrote about the American Girl Stony Clover collab launch back in 2021, which I can't wait to hear more about later on in the podcast, but I remember reading it when it originally came out, but it bubbled back up to my thoughts when we were recently chatting and I was like, ah, I need to get you on the podcast. So I'm so excited to hear more about your American Girl experience and get to know you a bit more on this level. But before we get into all about your American Girl story. What were you like growing up? Honestly, I was like a real nerdy kid. I loved reading, loved, loved, loved reading. That was what I was doing in my spare time. I was happiest with a book. I had friends. I wasn't a loner in the sense of like, I uh, didn't hang out with people, but I enjoyed alone time, which I still do as an adult. Like it's funny now to think about. I really valued even as a small child having the alone time to like sit with a book and engage with reading. That was my biggest hobby was reading and like kind of writing. My grandfather, I remember had a typewriter. So every time we went to go visit him, he let me play with a typewriter, which I thought was just the coolest thing in the world. Um, And that's also funny to think about now that I became a writer ultimately. But yeah, I wasn't writing anything serious. I think I was writing like fake news stories and um, (laughs) like little imaginary uh, pieces of fiction. And I just enjoyed playing with a typewriter. So that was fun. That's so fun. Um, aside from American girl, what book series were you into? Oh, big babysitters club reader. Yeah. Obviously (laughs) babysitters club. Love it. Um, I feel like I did the boxcar children a little bit. Yeah. Um, could not do goosebumps was not a goosebumps person. (laughs) Um, or Animorphs for that matter. I was very girly. I was like very yeah. much like a girl's girl kind of situation growing up. Um, which again is funny because I'm <laughs> I'm still like hyper feminine. So I couldn't do any of the things that were marketed to boys, which is, feels like very, I don't know, old fashioned of me, but that's that's the way it was, I guess. Is it old fashioned or like we don't expect boys to like do things that are marketed towards girls but I feel like we sometimes expect like girls to like fill in like all those gaps like you know like I could read like a book that was like Animorphs or Goosebumps maybe like to name a couple examples you gave that could be like more 
directed towards boys, but like a boy was not going to read like the princess diaries or like, yeah, um, that's true. My little brother wasn't club. exactly reading like sweet Valley high. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I, and sometimes I think about like in the context of like the American girl books, I'm like, there's stuff for boys in here if they wanted to take a take a read (laughs) oh my goodness there really is and I think especially like growing up in the 90s like there was such a binary with activities for for boy and girls I think more so than today and I'm hoping that there is a little bit more crossover with uh young boys reading American Girl but I love that you were also into the babysitters club that was like second to AG for me do you remember your favorite babysitters club character? Oh, <laughs> instinct. I want to say Claudia or Dawn, but that might just be the two names that I remember first. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't really remember. Yeah. I remember we, I loved the movie. Um, oh my the God. With the original, like the, um, who's in that movie? This Alex is awful, Mack is in it. Alex Mack is in it. And I remember there's that cranberry song in the trailer, yes. which is a weird thing to remember the cranberry song from the trailer. Um, I loved the movie, but now I can't remember which one of the characters was my favorite. <laughs> the movie is so good, but have you seen it recently? No, I feel like that cannot have held up well. There is a 13 year old babysitter who is dating a guy, like, I think like an exchange student who's like 18. Oh it no. So unhinged. Like oh, they that's go- so bad. I think it's like Stacy is dating like this older man or like oh it would be Stacy yeah right and like they go to a New York club together I watched it during the pandemic and I was like how did this happen the 90s were a different time we were doing all (laughs) kinds of stuff in the 90s it was like a wild west right and probably when I watched it I was like oh this is romantic like oh yeah (laughs) yes someone (laughs) sent me this on TikTok Lindsay was it you who sent me like the clip (laughs) yeah I I had not seen this movie but Lindsay sent me the clip on TikTok and I was like wait oh all the cops oh my god all the cops what is happening honestly it's like a main plot point that like she lies about her age and then he finds out and he's disappointed. And like at the end of the movie, he was like, well, like he was going back home and then he would see her next summer. And she's like, well, next summer I'll be 14. I'll be 14. Oh, yeah. God. And it's like, that doesn't make it any better. No, Maybe like so young. <laughs> how about like in eight years, I'll be 21. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, oh my gosh, God. that was such a, a funny thing to like watch because I think there's probably so many things like that that you like look at them now and it's so oh, cringeworthy to see it. <laughs> but I was like mouth agape watching that like trailer. I could not believe that there so was a bad. time. And Are I definitely you... would have thought it was romantic too. Oh, 100%. Honestly. Are either of you watching like – TikTok videos of Seventh Heaven, like people rewatching it. Yes. Why it? am Absolutely. I getting Seventh Heaven? <laughs> I didn't watch Seventh Heaven. And so I don't understand. Sometimes the algorithm serves me stuff. It also, I get a lot of Buffy. And I assumed that Buffy the Vampire Ooh. Slayer was related to like Gossip Girl somehow. Like it was like, well, you like this. So you must have liked this. But the Seventh Heaven thing came way out of left field for me. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. I watched that show like more than I'd care to admit now that I can see like how cringy it was, but um, I can't believe that that show could even exist like with the the plot lines that I'm seeing, (laughs) like the paint huffing plot line, like the gang violence plot line, like they're all such a a reach for like what reality For what the family was and stuff. Yeah. Oh my God too much it's and the weird appalling. the brother sister dynamic mm-hmm. of matt and mary the two oldest siblings. yes oh very it's giving the folgers christmas commercial do you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yep. yes. yes it's true and it's like literally like episode one like mary is like begging matt to kiss her before the reverend walks in on them and it's just like this is what? like the first the first show of the season why yes that's wild. <laughs> and she so goes, crazy. it's it's not what it looks like, except it was exactly what it looked like. She yeah. literally was like 
I want to practice kissing on, her on brother? my brother. On her brother. <laughs> and it's like, there's a clip on like later, on like a later season. And I saw this on TikTok where the wife and husband are like standing in the kitchen and the husband is like staring off into space. And the mom is like, I know what you're thinking about. And then it's like a flashback scene to that. And the mom is just like, I know what you're thinking about. You're thinking about when Matt, when Mary tried to kiss Matt. And I'm like, why would she even say Why would you that? remind people that <laughs> that was a thing that you did? <laughs> right? Like the show should have just buried that footage. Like, yeah, no, buried that on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they like brought it up and made that into like a little scene again. And the mom saying, I know what you're thinking about is just so bizarre. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, all the, all this from babysitters club to seventh heaven, the inappropriate relationship dynamics on the TV of our childhood. (laughs) We have to look at everything with a lens from 2023. And it's interesting to see what still holds up. Like most things with American girl. Yes. Um, And what doesn't, but shall we chat about AG? Yes. So Tyler, getting into, you know, how you got started with American Girl, what's your first memory of finding out about American Girl? So I have two older cousins and their sisters and it's Diana and Melody. And we would go over to their house. They had a brother, Matt, but Matt doesn't figure in this story. So no disrespect to Matt. (laughs) um, They had these trunks with their names painted on them. They were the coolest things. And each of them had an American Girl doll in the trunks. And I think even by the time this was happening, I think they actually were like kind of aged out of AG. Um, But I remember seeing them in their bedrooms and being like, oh my God, these are so cool. Do you remember which dolls they had? I can't remember now. They had been really well loved, which feels like an important detail, which means the hair looked like whatever. So it was, (laughs) one was brunette. It could have been Samantha or Molly. And then the other one was blonde. So I think it must have been Kirsten. Got it. Got it. So you saw them even in not ideal condition and still felt drawn to them. Yes. I was like, (laughs) these, this this is what I want. Were they letting you play with them and engage with them at all? Or were they like, no, these are special dolls? Like a little bit. I mean, we would have been at their house in the context of we had like I said, we had a big family. So we had monthly family dinners with all the extended family. So it wasn't like I was there solo. I was usually there with like the whole fam. So it wasn't really an environment, I think, where I would have just pulled things out and started playing with them. But they weren't off limits to me either, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Got it. And how old were you? I must have been young because I had my first American Girl doll. And I hope the fine executives at the American Girl Corporation aren't listening to this because I know they don't recommend them below eight. I think I had my first one by five. Oh, Same. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think they're recommended for eight and older. Um, and I definitely had one by like five or six. Yeah. I will say, like, if you get them that that old, though, like your window's pretty small. The window is small. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm kind of glad I got mine when I was younger because I felt like it was something I played with for probably like a solid a five time. years. Yeah. 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 That's actually a really good point. And we were talking about this on one of our most recent episodes with Meredith Lynch and that like the window for Bitty Baby is like increasingly oh smaller than yeah. the American Girl doll is itself. And I skipped and- right over Bitty Baby. I was like, <laughs> skip it. Not for me. <laughs> I think what a doll that was a baby. I like, I just never, it sounds off. I guess I just never had a maternal bone in my body. I never wanted to take care of a baby. I had a little brother yeah. that was enough. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> Lindsay and I like looked at a recent catalog for like some of the Bitty Baby pages and there was like a washer dryer. So you could like wash Bitty Baby's clothes. And I no. was like, I don't. Like maybe because I'm an adult who actually has to wash clothes now, but I'm like, I don't dream of like fantasizing about a day where I can like wash an infant's clothes. Who wants a toy with chores? Like, yeah. I don't think. Oh my God. Exactly. That's how, how I dream for a washer dryer in my apartment now. Exactly. Right. Fantasy, a New York dream. <laughs> um, Tyler, going back to the first stall that you had. Who was she and under what circumstances did you obtain her? 
This will surprise exactly nobody who follows me and knows how much I'm obsessed with Blair Waldorf. But my first was obviously Samantha. <laughs> I think it's like the, <laughs> the through line is uh, so clear. So per my recollection, I had to save money from chores that I was doing. But again, I was young and I think I was getting a quarter. So I feel like there's no way I haven't asked. I should ask actually, there's no way my parents didn't just buy it for me and make me think that I worked for it and think that I had to earn <laughs> it, which I appreciate honestly. Um, yeah. But in my memory, it was like, I had to like pay for it myself. And there's just no way in 1991 or whatever at 25 cents per, I don't know, raked lawn, I was buying an American <laughs> Even with inflation, there's no. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of lawns you'd have yeah. to be taking care of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that instills a sense of the importance of your Samantha. I think yes, knowing that you had to work for her. I loved that doll. I brushed her hair and like she didn't get beat up looking like I took good care of her, but she was not yeah. like a pristine. Those curls were gone in like <laughs> a month. You know. Fair. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then who entered the collection after that? Do you remember what order you got the rest of your dolls oh, in? I had a, yeah, I had a truly obscene number of these dolls, which I understand is like a privileged thing. I had, so I ended up with so many dolls. I feel like I'm going to preempt this by saying this. Um, my grandmother, I had, again, I had a grandmother who had, I don't know the math on this, but like 12 or 15 grandkids. <laughs> And so wow. every year, for, yeah, so you can imagine Christmas was quite <laughs> the experience for her. And she was very generous, and this is very kind of her. But I think after, I want to say after Samantha, I think any doll that I got came from my grandmother. All I wanted was American Girl stuff. I would take a catalog, and I would post it. You know, this was like old school gift list <laughs> stuff. I would put post-its on stuff that I wanted, and I would just give her the catalog. And so she mm. she could buy me stuff. It was just Samantha for a long time. I don't think I got another doll until probably the more age-appropriate year. I want to say probably somewhere between like eight or ten. And I got maybe eight. And I got um Felicity, if I remember correctly, because Felicity also got like a decent amount of wear on her. Yeah. Also not surprising. Like I'm processing this in real time. Like also not surprising given my general interest that I went from Samantha to Felicity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. For those listening in who have listened to our kind of most recent episodes, this has kind of been a, a working theory on the podcast that started with Gabriella Bassi, who came on in April and Gab said that you're either a Samantha Felicity girl or a Molly Kit. Oh, and wow. this is quite the interesting theory to us yeah. that keeps getting like proven time and time again. What a dividing line. I will say, I think Kit came in a little, like very slightly too late for me because I don't yeah. remember ever wanting Kit, but that's actually like a really strong dividing line. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have like the opulence and. Oh, I picked the prissy girls. Totally. I mean, not that Felicity yeah. was prissy, but like her clothes were very. Oh my God. You know. Yeah. She had an, an impeccable wardrobe as did mm -hmm. Samantha. Like those mm -hmm. two gals were just luxurious. Yes. I think like most things, it's like a spectrum too. So like you definitely have your Samantha Felicity on one end and then your Molly kid on the other end, but then the other ones kind of fit nicely in the middle too. Like mm -hmm. you have like Josefina who's like got some fancier outfits and some that are yeah. more like down to earth same with like Addie and Kirsten like yeah. there's a a humbleness about some yeah. of their <laughs> items I think that and then like some that are more fancy whereas like with Molly and Kit everything about there sort of feels very casual yeah I think um whereas like Samantha and Felicity are the most opulent. So I think, you know, there are probably some people who identify somewhere in the middle too, but you're, you're in the company of two Samantha Felicities and then I had Samantha and Lindsay and Felicity. So yeah. we're, we're right on the same page as you. Amazing. <laughs> totally. And what other, what other dolls were added to your collection? Okay. So I did, again, I realize how this sounds when I say it. I got one of the dolls that looked like you, but I didn't. And this is sort of twisted. But I didn't get one that looked like me. What happened is a friend of mine's mom remarried and was having a, a baby with her new husband. 
And to sort of prepare her for like having a sister, they got a doll that was going to look like her sister, or that looked like her sister. I I don't quite remember which order that came in. And so I got that exact doll. Like I got a doll that looks like you that looked like my friends. It was very strange. (laughs) I should say that I'm white. And the, the doll that we got was one of the Asian girls that looked like you. And then I got Josefina. I don't remember what order these came in. Josefina, Kirsten, and Molly. And I think that was it. That's a great collection. Josefina Josefina was definitely the last one in. Yeah. Because I had, I remember this because I had the fewest accessories for her and she was in like near pristine condition. And then Mm. I think, I think I just quickly aged. I think even by the time I got Josefina, I was pretty much, I think at that point treating them like Pokemon cards or something like some collection thing instead of actual toys. Um. And so I think I aged out before I could get any more, probably to my grandmother's huge relief. That is fair. <laughs> and yeah, like Josefina came out like when we were a little bit older, like yeah. she was coming out 97. right when I started. Yeah. 97. Like yeah. Right when I started phasing out. So yeah, that would have been yeah. old. How are you playing with your American Girl dolls? Well, with Samantha, I mean, Samantha, I treated like I would treat, like I think people treat like baby dolls of any kind and that I did kind of everything with her I loved I would there's a photo of me reading to her um by the time I got Felicity I was making clothes for them and by making clothes I mean I was taking scraps of fabric and like wrapping them around the doll and then sewing them very haphazardly together I don't know where I learned to sew it was not good stitching to be clear Uh, yeah um I think that I must have, I think one of my grandmothers had a lot of like bits from sewing around that I just kind of got into crafting. And so they were all tube dresses. Do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't anything fancy. I think one had tube sleeves attached. Were you going, were you going for more of like a historical look or more modern? I was definitely going for more modern. I think I thought of myself as being like a little bit of a, a fashion designer, if you will. <laughs> love it. I mean, <laughs> I love I love the creativity. I feel like something that I totally forgot about doing as a kid with my American Girl dolls would be like taking like things that I definitely was just like taking from my mom's like drawers without permission, like scarves and stuff and like tying them a- around them. Like for some reason, like the clothes that I had, like were just like never enough for like the level yeah. of, like <laughs> creativity I wanted to have with their looks. And like you- the one like surviving picture I have of me and my American Girl dolls, like they're wearing outfits I don't recognize from anywhere. And I don't know like what they are. And I have yeah. to assume they were like, a mishmash but Lindsay, i don't know if like you ever did that like grabbed like random accessories from like your household <laughs> items to put on your your doll but no but i wish i did this is really inspiring <laughs> right now <laughs> i also feel like there was kind of a cottage industry of people who would make a, like american girl doll clothes right i don't oh, think yes. i had any of them but yeah yeah yes, we've we've talked about like the the flea market uh yes. lines that you could get of american girl clothes um and they were like cheaper and like they were never like exactly like the american girl like style of like what you'd see in the catalog but they were close enough yeah <laughs> close enough. yeah and i love that american girl had the patterns for sale in the catalog yes. where you can make your own versions i think that's really fun i also didn't have any of the, um, clothing, but I loved like the early days of the internet. Like there is a website that had someone making clothing for American girl dolls. And I like have this burned into my brain, like one of those very basic websites where it was just like, a like a terrible picture of what they created and like the description of it and I would just like pour over this website like in awe of all the different offerings early web right oh my god take me back if I could only remember the name I would love to look something like that up on like um the way back machine but that's so much more wholesome than what I was doing on the internet in the early 90s I was on like (laughs) in sync fan fiction websites which I don't even know how I figured out what that was but that's a different (laughs) podcast oh my god amazing (laughs) Um, with your dolls, when you were playing with them, did you keep things like, did you keep all of the dolls in character to their time periods 
That's a really good question. Well, I definitely, I don't think I would have ever, I would never have let them wear each other's clothes. Oh, interesting. That, that couldn't happen. Especially once I was older, like with the, the dolls, the way that I remember more or less what order that they came in is that Molly and Josefina's braids stayed intact. Those things did not, I didn't touch those things because I learned my lesson. And I think I tried with Kirsten. I don't think I undid the braids, but I undid the, you know how they were in the loop. I undid the loop and you can never get that loop right again. It will never be the same. It always looks a little wonky. I never crossed the streams of the dolls at all. I don't know if I would have, I think probably if I was playing with them, I would have been like fine if they were interacting and friends. Um, but they couldn't dress like each other. That would have been <laughs> I love that. I think that that's actually a pretty good argument for why the suggested age is eight and up because <laughs> yeah. they, I feel the same way. I had actually a similar amount of dolls to you. So I also feel self-conscious. Sometimes. Oh my God. That makes me feel so much better though, because I tell people and they're like, you had how many? And I was like, no, I know how it sounds. <laughs> but like, I think what people also maybe don't understand is like sometimes, especially like given the amount of like kids you're saying for like grandchildren in your family, like sometimes it's actually easier for the adults in your life to just be like, I know that yes. they like this thing and I'm just going to get it for them every yeah. time. And that's what my grandparents also did and some other relatives kind of like sometimes grandparents like my grandmother had the resources do you know what I mean it was like right yeah and I think like a lot of grandmothers in specific were like into the idea of American Girl because there's something very like old school about it um but you know I feel like similarly to you my dolls that I got when I was like between the ages of like five and seven or five and eight are in much worse shape than the dolls that I got when I was like towards the end of my time period because lessons had been learned and like (laughs) I feel like my early dolls like somehow have like scuffs on them like I don't know how that happened and then like the the last couple ones I got like we ended up giving them away to like neighbors that had younger kids but like they were given away in I think pretty solid condition just because by the time you're nine, 10, 11, like yeah. you, under- you understand the nature of the braids and you don't like to tempt fate. I'll tell you, I, this is like maybe slightly slacker. The only ones I still have, I kept Samantha because I loved Samantha and I kept Felicity and I kept all their stuff, but I had kept all the other stuff in such good condition that actually before I moved to New York to fund my move to New York, I sold everything else on eBay. Oh wow. And like that stuff wasn't good because they don't make some of those dolls. I didn't have like the boxes. Like I wasn't that um mm-hmm. careful. Like I didn't have some of the boxes and stuff, but like I still had I think all of my clothes still had the hangers. I definitely kept the hangers. Wow. And some of them I kept the little like plastic wrap, you know, like the little plastic sleeve that they came in that was like a garment bag. Mm-hmm. And I sold all that stuff. And I, I got a pretty decent amount of it. It definitely helped me nice. move to New York. <laughs> so that's amazing. You gave it a second life. Yeah, I don't think that's sacrilegious at all. If anything, like it's it just shows what an investment um, yeah. these collections are. And it's not like if you ever wanted to like reacquire like some of that stuff, like to sort of like live in a in the nostalgia of like childhood. It's like, you know, you probably could do that if you if you wanted to at some point, but it like really served a purpose of like full circle from childhood to adulthood. Oh yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And now what were some of the outfits that you had for your dolls? Oh, okay. So this is what I really cared about. <laughs> Again, unsurprising given what I ended up doing for a living. Um, so Samantha, I had her Christmas look. I think I had all their Christmas looks. Cause I feel like the Christmas looks were like the best mm-hmm. kind of low key. Um, I had her Christmas look. I had her birthday look, which I loved with like the little pinafore. I know I didn't have her school look. I had one other one that I'm forgetting. I think it was the winter, like the ice skating look or yeah, the like cape with the fur muff and hat. Yeah. Oh, and the summer look, the little like sailor outfit. Cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Felicity, I had for sure, like this was my favorite of any all the outfits was like the blue gown with like the interchangeable stomachers. Was that the yes. Christmas look or was that her? That's that is right. That's yep. Christmas. And I had yes. her little like cape, the like red cape and the muff 
from the winter look. Yep. Um, what else did I have? I don't think I had a lot. I don't remember having anything for Josefina. I think Kirsten, and I had again, the Christmas look, the like, um, St. Lucia. Is that how you say that? Yes. St. Lucia holiday look with the, the little candle crown. Yeah. Um, and I know that I'm forgetting some that I had. I'm like mentally cataloging, which <laughs> I'm like going through literally like the catalog in my mind, like flipping pages. I know I had a couple outfits for Molly, but I don't think they were particularly exciting ones. If I'm really mm-hmm. thinking about it, I feel like maybe it was like her school outfit or something. Mm-hmm. Cute. Yeah. That's but one of Molly my favorite, also, favorite like, outfits of she hers. She also like didn't have the only one that felt really exciting to me was like the tap dancing outfit, right? Like the, yes. yeah. oh my God, mm-hmm. I love the Miss Victory outfit. And it's, yes. They have that on, I think it's the page with her raincoat and then in a very small section of the catalog. And I don't know if this is for all catalogs, but for quite a few that we have looked at over the years where the Miss Victory look is like smaller in the corner of that page where I don't even understand why. Like that's, I guess because like in the story, she doesn't get to wear it. Right. Cause she gets stuck. (laughs) Isn't yeah. that the she like doesn't get to perform the at the dance because she like get, goes out in the rain and gets sick? I don't remember why she was in the rain though. In the movie, I'm like the movie is like more recent in my mind than the books. Yeah, Lindsay and I have watched all the movies like more recently, oh, and God. I don't, I don't think that the movie follows the book exactly. But I think in the movie there's something to do with like she's like at home. Maybe she's sick and, and her dad comes home. Her dad home. comes home. Yeah. yeah. She says they all go to the dance. She's home and her dad comes home. It's like a very yes. like a big moment. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I know. I always wondered why they even offered that as an outfit if she didn't wear it in the books. But then again, it's like, it's such a good one. It would be like a shame not to do it. It'd be a shame not it. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> what about any girl of today clothing? Did you have any of that? So I literally, until we were talking before we recorded, I I couldn't remember what that was. So no, <laughs> so, I guess not. Only only the clothing you made yourself. Only <laughs> the girl the girl of today clothing was what I called my fashion line for my American girl dolls that I created for myself. <laughs> oh my I'll God, tell you I what I that. really really wanted that I never got was you know how they made some of the costumes like life size for girls. I never oh, got yeah. one of those, and I wanted them so bad. Ah, uh, Tyler, you're speaking our language. It was major, my dream. Major regrets. Which one would you have wanted? Um, I definitely wanted. I wanted to match Samantha. She had the big bow. She got these little Mary Janes. I also really wanted to dress Felicity comes in. Uh, mm. Felicity's new dress is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh my God. I I love that. That and Felicity summer dress are just so, so gorge. That white dress with the sash. Yeah. Ugh, I love it. Going back to your girl of today. Do you remember what outfit she came in for her? Uh, outfit? She came in the black velvet leggings or like black leggings with like a yellow felt. The yellow, real ugly. the yellow the jacket. jacket. Yeah. The yellow oh, yeah, like, the shirt jacket. jacket. Yeah. Yeah. We actually did a deep dive fairly recently reviewing all of the girl of today meet outfits because they changed quite regularly. It was like every year, every other year. That shirt jacket was fun though, but I love that like red vinyl one that they had, I think like a little bit later in the nineties, if you recall that one. I kind of, I feel like I do. Wait, I'm actually going to go this really quickly um because I'm like obsessed I forgot that that was even what they were called yeah they changed names a couple times Tyler did you name your girl of today doll I don't even think I named her how ridiculous this is what I'm saying about this doll it was so ridiculous I'm trying to remember I remember the the thing that I remember about her is hating that outfit and frankly, if I was making outfits, was probably given. I hated that outfit, and I still wanted one because my friend got one. This was yeah. probably like peak like insecurity about like who I was and where I was in the world because I feel like 
from like fifth grade to eighth grade is the hard. I don't know about you guys, but like the worst time of my life was like fifth mm. grade to eighth grade. Um, <laughs> and I feel like this hit in that period where I was like, well, this is what my friend got. So I want it. And everybody in my life was just like, okay, we're just going to go with this. Yeah. Um, so I don't even remember naming her. I mean, I'm sure that I did. I, I'm positive. I was like that kind of kid that I absolutely would have named her, but it didn't stick. So like mm. in my brain. So Yeah. That's fair. Were you ever going to your friends' houses with your American Girl dolls or like interacting with their collection ever? Yeah, for sure. But our elementary school did a like a dress up day where you dressed up as characters from books. This is why Cute. also I remember those outfits because a lot of girls would bring their American Girl book and their American Girl doll and dress like their doll. And I did wow. too, but it was like off-brand stuff. It wasn't, oh, no. like the, it wasn't like the AG branded. Like it was like my my best approximation of whatever it was. Yeah. Wait, did some girls have the actual? Yeah. Oh no, this is It trauma. was devastating. No, it was yeah. the actual. I have therapy tomorrow and I will be bringing this up. <laughs> I, I would never be able to recover from that. <laughs> I'll be like, here's the thing that I remembered about my life yesterday. <laughs> Oh my God. No, it's, it's fine. Clearly I can't, I really can't <laughs> complain too much, but yeah, it was just one of those things where I just remember wanting it so desperately and yeah. not having it. Uh, same. <laughs> it's, it's funny, like with the things that you like really, really want and like something like American girl is like so easy to use as an example for this, but it's like, I remember like going to friends houses like seeing what they had and then like becoming jealous like I had one yeah. friend that had a bunk bed and I feel like I was so hard on my parents I was like how come they have a bunk why can't I have a bunk bed for my American girl dolls and it's like um just because you can't have everything in life yeah, you can't but... have everything <laughs> I mean that's but... how I ended up with like so many dolls I think is that I was just like I would go to a friend's house and see them have a doll that I, I don't know it's it's too much <laughs> I know it's it's that age and similarly to you I also had a girl of today that looked nothing like me and I feel like it wasn't like influenced by any of my friends but it was influenced by I think like what I would have liked to have looked like at that yes. age oh, which yeah. was two like strawberry blonde like Mary-Kate and Ashley vibe pigtails and green oh eyes God. And yeah. I was like, she's the moment. She's incredible. <laughs> this, is, this is me. <laughs> yes. Like, version. Right. I was like, this is who I am on the inside. <laughs> so I feel like for some people, girl of today, like they truly got a doll that looked like them. And some of our guests, like we've heard similar to you and to my story is like the girl of today just like kind of looked random. I think one guest we had on said they got one that like looked like their friend like it's so funny how yeah. some of us used those dolls in a completely different way than how they were intended I also just in my like delusional childhood brain thought Samantha was me anyway <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah same that makes sense. <laughs> I was like well this already looks like me so Totally. Ex exactly. Like if I had gotten a girl up today, it would have just looked exactly like Samantha. <laughs> so <laughs> it would have, it would have been pointless. So yeah, I, it was a, it was just a blank canvas for us to act out our, our fantasies with, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Now, Tyler, aside from the girl size clothing, were there any other items that you always wanted from the catalog? Oh my God. I, I was really thinking about this because I know that there was, <laughs> I, I wanted Felicity's bed, the four poster bed that had the, um, and this is, again, this is that thing we were just saying where it's like, I had, so I had Samantha's bed, which was very pretty. Ooh, is that lucky. like gold scrolling bed. And I had Felicity's oh, yeah. desk. I had her desk oh. with like the wooden, with like oh, the swivel. Cool. And I had Samantha, I, I mean, how nerdy was I that I had actually more of their desks than anything? I think I had Samantha's <laughs> desk too. Um, but I wanted Felicity's, like the four poster bed with like the curtains. Yeah. And I, I think one of them, I'm not remembering, maybe they all did. I wanted like the trunks, like the actual trunks that you could keep things in. And I never had one of the trunks. My mm. dream was to have like the complete collection of one of them. And I, this is where yeah. if I had the sense to like at seven or whatever to focus in, I would have just been like, I just want to complete a set for Samantha. And instead I was like, I want everything. So you just pick. So I just right. like 
<laughs> random mishmash. Right. Uh, so. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, the trunks, in hindsight, I feel like as a if I were a parent, I'd be like, what a great way to, like, get some of this clutter out of my house. <laughs> like, if I, like, had the American Girl trunks, but, like, the trunks were not cheap. They were, like, they were pretty expensive. expensive. Yeah. Right. And some yeah, of them our were- solution was Tupperware. So they stayed in Tupperware trunks. Yeah. And some of those trunks could fit the dolls too. I don't know if all of them yeah. could have, but I know at least with like Kirsten's. Yes. Um, very coffin-like of them right. to <laughs> have that. Uh, but yeah, the trunks. And I, I do really like how all the trunks, they they could have honestly just made like one generic trunk and been like, here's a trunk to hold your doll and all her stuff. But I right. kind of love how they tied a different trunk in with every single time period to make it look you know very cohesive yeah right the only one I think who doesn't have a trunk is Felicity because she has like a wardrobe or something right oh right you're right yeah you're right that's that's also very cool um Felicity's furniture in general just feels like top quality like solid wood like it's that good old-fashioned colonial <laughs> america handiwork <laughs> right right <laughs> like could last generations of of dolls if you had to yeah <laughs> yeah they don't make them like they used to you know <laughs> definitely not um tyler you mentioned that reading was a a big part of your childhood was there a particular series within american girl that you feel like you loved the most i i assume you read most of the books i read all of them yeah like i literally have a box at my mom's house that's just it's every book i mean every book up to a certain age i'm sure right Um, and i was so nerdy and i did end up majoring in history again like i'm really working through some stuff on this podcast i did end up majoring in history i was so nerdy that i liked to read even you know how they had the like a little addendum at the back that was like and here's the real history of like yeah i read all of those oh my god i was obsessed with those a peek into the past was like such a Uh, great section yes I yes. had all of them. It was there one that I particularly liked. I mean, I loved Samantha. I loved Kirsten Beardley because like her friend dies. Yeah. And I wasn't even particularly, I don't know. I wasn't into that era of history, which is a weird thing to say about a child. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into like colonial history. And I'm guessing that's mm-hmm. because I think that my mom took us on a trip one summer to colonial Williamsburg. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is my personality now. Yes. Uh, Did you go on that trip while you had Felicity? No, I think it was before. before. I think I was a little younger. Okay. Um, I, but yeah, I feel like I remember like something about Kirsten's story felt very like cozy to me, like cottage. It's very cottage core. Yeah, I guess. And, and the illustrations by Renee Grafe are just so stunning, and like instantly feel like you're being hugged. We absolutely mm-hmm. adore her. We need to get her on our podcast. We yes. interact with her on Instagram and it's just like. I would buy prints. Why is America, talking yeah. about American girl, like keeping the money flowing. Why can I not buy like prints of these right. things? Exactly. I always think about how wonderful the illustrations are. And like, I would go so far as to like get a print made of one of them because I, I want it so badly, but they could easily monetize that yeah um, money right? on the table they That's- choose to leave money on the table every time <laughs> honestly honestly <laughs> they really need to have just like a millennial subsection of the company to like Seriously. give us everything we want it's just tragic that this stuff is not available because there would be such I, an audience for it I can't quite justify like going to the American girl store and buying a doll at my age but I would pay for prints from those books I would just love to rock some like AG t-shirts or keychains like I would love a conversation piece from American Girl to wear so I could like talk to somebody in the street like anything yeah exactly you know what my bestie just got and I feel like I don't know why I didn't think of this before but she found it I think on like either eBay or Etsy is a and I don't think I even told you about this, Lindsay, but a huge map of Molly's, like, neighborhood, essentially. Ooh. Um, 
like from American Girl that must have been part of some kind of like book or set at the time. And it is so she got it framed. It looks gorgeous. And like, not that it matters, but like you can't even really tell that it's like related to American Girl. It's just like a beautiful piece of art on its own. But I think it would be great to have like maps of all yeah. the like settings for where the girls are. I mean, Colonial Williamsburg, obviously, <laughs> would be a pretty straightforward one to do. But like Samantha's nice neighborhood, too, yeah. I think would be a cool one. But I, I totally didn't realize that they had something like that until I, I saw it at her apartment um, over the weekend. And I was like, wait, this is incredible. <laughs> Seriously. Also, I just made like another <laughs> connection to something, which is like <laughs> the other reason I was thinking, about, I was trying to remember what about like the individual stories that I loved. And I remember in Felicity's story, there's that older guy that's her dad's apprentice. What's his name? Ben. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's not, obviously it's a book for children and it's not romantic, but even at my young tender age, I was like, oh, this is a romance novel to me. Like <laughs> these two need to get married. And now I'm like a huge romance novel nerd also. I'm just like thinking about all the different ways that this probably was <laughs> extremely formative to my adult personality. It's so funny that you bring that up because when I was served the content of Matt and Mary from Seventh Heaven about <laughs> to practice kissing on each other and the dad comes out and Mary goes, it's not what it looks like, or it's like, it's not what you think. That's a huge part of the Felicity yeah. Ben storyline because like there's a part where like, she's like wearing boys clothing. She's wearing and, like, breeches. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, very it's not salacious. What you, not what you think. <laughs> it was very, it, it got my, my little heart going. I was like, oh yeah, they too want to get married, which is ridiculous. Yeah, oh Felicity Felicity was so interesting. And I think of all the characters that you encounter throughout like the different stories, I feel like Felicity's number one, easy to get sucked into because I think we all were learning about that time period in school, sort of around the time when we would have been um, engaging with American Girl. But number two, I feel like, and maybe because like she wasn't one of the first dolls, but I I feel like her story just like touches on so many different things. And like, she goes on a lot of like bona fide adventures, I feel like, whereas like Mm -hmm. for Samantha, except for like Samantha's summer story, I feel like Samantha's adventures are like a little more tame or like the, the issues seem like a little bit more like confined to like a very realistic. Whereas I feel like you do get some like fantasy elements, um, that seemed like a little bit more out there with Felicity's books. Felicity Felicity yeah. also didn't have as much um this is a weird way to think about this I guess but like all the other stories I remember having like a really hard like grief kind of angle like obviously mm-hmm. like we're talking about Samantha Samantha's an orphan Molly's dad is at war Kirsten's best friend dies like Addie escapes slavery and and like Felicity's story is hard but like no one dies <laughs> like no one's right like, you know yeah it's not tragic it's like the tragedy is like America forming I don't know (laughs) you know it's like the tragedy is that maybe you can't be friends with that girl at your tea lesson anymore right Right. that's a a really good point that I don't think we've discussed yet or considered and it's true like they really didn't bake that element into her series like they did with the other characters Felicity was the doll or character that I was most drawn to I read her books before I got her doll and uh, really felt connected to her. I wonder if that's why. I mean, I love the adventure element of it as well. Like, I can't even imagine like leaving my house at night to attempt to save a horse from someone that I think is mistreating it. Uh, Penny. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like something that I could only have dreamed of being 10 years old. Of course. So, you know, but that's a really interesting thought that she didn't really have that tragedy associated yeah. with her. No, not really. I mean, one of the bigger tragedies in her storyline was that her dress might not have been finished in time for right. the Christmas party. <laughs> right. And there was that a possibility was that she was she was gonna have to be like rude at the party. She was gonna have to like refuse tea or something, right? Because, right. Yeah. Right, her political dance. Her little, like, political, yeah. 
Um, <laughs> whereas like the other stories, and now I don't remember Josefina's story. Cause again, I think that that came out just when I was like slightly too, like the others I read and reread and reread and mm-hmm. reread, but the others all had this like really sad element of like family somehow being torn apart in some way, or even just temporarily. I don't know. It was, a yeah. lot of, you know, Felicity's just out there saving a horse and fighting for democracy saving a horse (laughs) I almost I almost feel like you know like for Samantha they had to do something to sort of bring her story down to earth a little bit because she's wealthy so she can't be like wealthy and have two parents like she had to be an orphan to sort of like cancel out the wealthy element of it otherwise it's like what are we following along for and I feel like for Felicity, who's like, I would say Samantha's like upper class and Felicity's like upper middle yeah. class. Um, it seems like her mom's side of the family is like the more well-to-do than her father's. But I feel like when it was like time to equal out her storyline a little bit with something, they kind of were like struggling to find some some They're real like concerns. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> totally. And I I mean there were there would have been plenty of material at that point, yeah. right? Like life wasn't that easy back then. Now, Tyler, you phased out of American Girl and we could fast forward 20 years, 15 years, can't do the math. But from you writing this story about Stony Clover's collab with AG, was there any other point between then those two points that you had thought about American Girl or is it more uh, kind of bubbling up into the surface with like pop culture I definitely like even after I aged out, like I think even when I was a teenager, I think occasionally I would break them out of their little Tupperware cells and like dress them and stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's like one of those things where it's like you kind of indulge in those behaviors and like the quiet secret of your own space. Um, Sure. And I definitely, yeah, I was attached to them. I mean, I moved them from Florida to Alabama. That's like a whole other story. I lived in Alabama for a little bit with an ex-boyfriend who was in law school there. Um, and that's where I was before I was in New York. So I cared enough about them to move them with me, which is funny because oh, I wow. didn't have a lot of other stuff. I don't know why I did this. They, it's not like I put them out in my apartment. And that's where they were when I sold most of them was, yeah. I was like, okay, well, like, I think some of this has reached the end of its, its use, usefulness for me. But I definitely... I think I checked in every now and then, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Saying hello to an old friend every once in a while. <laughs> and when I moved to New York, I remember one day I was like in the neighborhood of the, I think I was like passing the American Girl doll store. And when I was young, the only store was in Chicago. If I remember correctly, right. there was like one store yeah. and I was in Chicago and I would have given my left arm to go to that store. But like, why would my parents, we're not going to Chicago. From Florida. <laughs> and I went in, I was like, I have to go in, I have to see. And it was just weird. It just wasn't the right experience. Cause like they've moved on. They don't really have as many of the historical dolls. And some of the ones that they had, I was like, who is this bitch? <laughs> like, who is this girl? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I had, I did, I was like kind of in a little bit like fulfilling a childhood dream by going to the American. Yeah. Do you remember if you went mm-hmm. to the one on, is it fifth Avenue was it Fifth Avenue? Yeah. Do you remember if you went to the one on Fifth Avenue or was it the store like within Rockefeller Center? I think it was the store in Rockefeller Center because it was was in Midtown. So I feel like that was. Yeah. They moved locations like pretty much across the street. It used to be right next to Saks, like across the street from it. And it was like significantly more of an experience. It was huge. It was on a corner. Like they had that like corner prime corner spot on fifth Ave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it probably moved in like the early 2010s. Maybe. Does that mm -hmm. sound right? Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, this one was smaller. So I think it was probably post move. Yeah. 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 Lindsay and I went to to the smaller one too and I think that was the first time I had actually realized that it wasn't the same one because I visited the New York store as a kid on the day it opened somehow I happened to be in town because I'm from Massachusetts so there was no way I was going to the Chicago store or the New York store otherwise but we just happened to be visiting New York and like saw that it was opening day and the scale of that store it was like how the giant Toys R Us in oh, Times Square was, yeah. oh my except God. American Girl. The golden um, Age. Yeah, it was just like 
massive. And then when Lindsay and I went to the current store, it was still impactful, but having been to the original one, I remember being like a little bit underwhelmed by like just the scale. And then also, as you were saying, like seeing things and being like, I don't know who this is. And yeah, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's really hard to see like an 80s doll now. I mean, oh, like I, mean, I appreciate it, but like we were talking know. about this, but the one that they had that just came out with the little, like the the millennial that has the Pizza Hut personal pan pizza and like the book it stuff. I was very traumatized by that. That whole day I was like, I cannot <laughs> believe that this is where I'm at in this life. Right. Honestly, yeah. though, it's so crazy to think about that we now have 90s American girl dolls. And it's it, yeah, it's upsetting. It's hurtful. Um, <laughs> Um, when the Stony Clover Lane collab launched, was there a press event that you attended or anyone from your team? There was definitely an event where people got dolls. And I remember this because I was not there and I was like, <gasps> what is happening here? Um, yes. No, I feel like I saw it on Instagram where like people got invited and they got dolls and stuff. And they're like, oh, I'm going to give this to like my, my cousin or whatever. And it was like, no, <laughs> I know that event looked incredible. We've had a yeah. couple guests that, um, had attended like uh, Harry Hill. If you're familiar with him, I Harry Hill. am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he got to go and it just looked like an incredible experience, like with like the Samantha Bow station and oh the little cookies. Like it looks so cute. It was, yes. it was very cute on social media. So good for everyone who got to go. I was I so know. jealous. <laughs> it makes me want to throw like an adult American girl birthday party where like, there's like little stations to engage in activities yeah, like that. Right? That would be so fun. But yeah, I just remember seeing this on social media and being like, I can't believe that this is a real thing that I'm not getting to attend. It's hurtful. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Tyler, we like to ask this question of all of our guests that join us on AGW. And that is what lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? It just gave me such a love of history, which is, again, a funny thing to say. I, I feel like I kind of graduated out of American Girl into those. Um, do you remember the book series that was like the diaries? There was like Dear diaries. Of, there were the Dear America books. And then yes. there was a related series that was like prince, like historical princesses. Oh, yes. yeah. Roy Royal diaries. So that's what I was. Uh, yeah. I l ate those up too. And I loved history class. And I became a history major. I really thought I was going to become a history professor. And then I did grad school and I hated it. So <laughs> that's where that ended. But yeah, I feel like it just gave me from such a young age, like this appreciation for like, there are these stories and they're fiction, right? But like even reading like historical fiction and like, here's the real background, like here's how people lived. And I have just had such fond memories of like caring about American Girl and like getting the catalogs was so exciting and getting to like mark things up. And I realize that's very like cap like capitalism for babies or whatever. But still, like it was very like this is so thrilling. And I think it was such a a nice part of my childhood. And I'll always be so appreciative of like my my parents and my family members who helped me participate in that and like feel like part of that kind of community like even as an adult like it's it's fun to kind of bond with people over it's incredible how much of an impact it has had on people instilling this love of history and really ingraining it into us from such an early age and like we were talking about earlier with the peek into the past section you know we read this historical fiction which definitely brings to light what young girls and women were going through during these historic times but to have that peek into the past section really tie it all together with the historic nonfiction aspect of it was so important. And it's amazing that that continues to carry into your life. And the community aspect of it is so important too. Like from when we're younger, learning about American Girl and interacting with it with our friends and our family members, those cousins, and even to today, right? Like it's amazing that there is this brand that we could all come together and connect and share our memories with. It's really impactful. 
Yeah. And it's not nothing also when you think about telling those stories is so much of history is told from one perspective, which is generally like white men in power. Yeah. Um, and it it gave you so much insight. These stories gave you so much insight on the realities of what it would have been, whether like in Samantha's story, like child labor laws, um, in Addie's story, obviously, like the realities of slavery and escaping slavery, like all these things that are very real stories that don't get told from those perspectives. I just feel like it, sure. it's it's such a nice, such a nice little series. Yeah. I mean, and how many toys or activities or interests from our childhood can we really say like have this kind of impact? Because I can't think of a single other thing that I liked as a kid that I can engage with other people on the level that I engage with people on American Girl. Like most, there are of course, some people who like had it, but they weren't like so into it. But I feel like anytime you bring it up, people are always like, oh my God, like it's just yeah. like a really strong um, presence, I think, for all of us in a generation where we were sort of part of it during like a golden age of that brand. And I think it's just incredible how like to this day, like I can talk to other people in my generation and still have them like remember it as well. And like the impact it made on them. And I think that that's something that, you know, I think the brand should be very proud of. Um, And also something like, you know, we were saying, I think more towards the beginning of the podcast, but it holds up pretty well, even though it's been like almost 40 years since its original inception, there's, really not much like that I wouldn't mind like passing on to like you know a kid or niece or nephew to enjoy even in 2023 when so much has changed so I think that that's also kind of a important thing that they've been able to have as part of their legacy yeah absolutely to kind of transition into a lighter note here, Tyler, if you were to have a dinner party and you're able to invite two American girl characters, so the dolls, the family, the friends, which two characters are you inviting to dinner? That's such a good question. So I want to say that it would be Samantha and Felicity because they were my two favorites, but I think that they would low-key kind of hate each other. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To be honest. Yeah, it's a it's a Blair and Serena dynamic. It right? is. It is like not even that. It's like a to me. It's like a I don't know, like a a Blair and like little Jay. I don't know. It's very weird. yeah, actually <laughs> Blair like a Blair right? and Vanessa, like Blair and yeah. Vanessa. Like it's like completely different. So actually, I'm thinking like honestly, it would be fun to get like Felicity and Nellie together because I feel oh. like you know they're two you know hashtag girl boss <laughs> yeah you know yeah that would be really cool I think Felicity would like look at Nellie's life as like very interesting but like from a perspective of someone who's like hasn't had that kind of struggle but like yeah want to like learn more about it like Felicity strikes me as someone who would be like definitely girl boss vibes as an adult she, she would be the first she would like help Nellie unionize exactly a hundred percent yeah exactly like she she she's kind of like Jane Fonda-esque where yes. she's she's like this isn't like I'm privileged but like I want to like speak for yes other exactly yeah <laughs> yeah I think the two of them would reform child labor laws by the end of the night Right. Totally. Yeah. Felicity is yeah. ready to take action. Like yeah, she's absolutely. ready to stand up for, for anyone who needs it. Oh, awesome. Well, that's a combo. I don't think we've ever heard before. We Ooh. haven't. No. <laughs> for my activity, um, you gave us one of your favorite celebrities mm-hmm. and we'd like to know which doll you think they would have. So which doll do you think Harry Styles would have? Oh my God. Okay, that's so hard. Okay, I have to really consider the options here. So he's big into treating people with kindness. So I think, I mean, Samantha's out. Not that Samantha's not kind, but like not her deal immediately. Um, I don't know. Instinctually, I want to say Kirsten. Ooh. 
I don't think I could show my work on that, but like, that's what my gut is telling me. There's something about Kirsten also that like, I think connects to Harry in that even though he's like super famous, whether or not this is true, he does give off, I think like the air of being a very humble person. Totally. And, And I feel like that kind of aligns with, Kirsten like I don't think that like of Kirsten as being like an egotistical or like selfish or like attention seeking like she's a very genuine character yeah I think that they would both like hang out in the woods of Minnesota in the summer and like take honey from a bear and then get the bear to chill like I just think you know that's the vibe (laughs) yeah Yeah, like simplicity yeah right I really like this answer. I think this is really like spot on. Yeah, I feel good about it. Final answer. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, Tyler, this has been absolutely wonderful connecting with you on all things American Girl. It's been really great getting to know your AG story, but where can everyone find you after this? Uh, I am at Eiffel Tyler, like Eiffel Tower. Pretty much anywhere that social media exists, unfortunately. Thank you. <laughs> well, Tyler, thank you so much for chatting with us today. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.